0: In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to the Talk About It Outdoors boys and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy, the Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does. He exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed Seed, located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that will make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first.
1: Ready, Nick? Let's do it.
0: All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wiltson studio. Once again, me and Nicholas ready to tune it up and put down a good one. Hey, we got some boys from over in Alabama, the foot on the head. If you don't know what that means, y'all fixing to find out all about it. These old boys are going to come on and chew the fat with us, spit a little bit, and see if we can't talk about it. Y'all pull up a chair and set a wall. This is going to be a fun one. Quack, quack, wow. Turkey season's over for you. We get to talk about deer hunting from here on out. Too so bad this guest is
1: a turkey hunter. Oh, God,
0: it is, it is. I forgot about it tonight. Gosh,
1: I thought we was getting away from this turkey hunting crap, finally. No, but I like that name. there has been a few times I want to put my foot on your damn head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably, probably more often than anybody has in all the years that you've known me. So, Nicholas, good to be with you again. It's going to be a fun one tonight. You met these guys up at uh, the NWTF show. Got an opportunity to start following them on social media, and buddy. Let me tell you what they lay down some fire content.
1: Yes, they do, and they got a good man helping them over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got an old buddy of ours. We've talked to him a few times, and in a lot of a uh, lot of the same circles that they run in we kind of see the same people and, and get to talk to them and being here in the south and, and hardcore turkey hunters like you are you uh, yourself traveling around should, should enjoy it well.
1: Well I know this will be long gone but hope, I'd like to go out of town but man it's getting expensive to go anywhere nowadays. Well our
0: old buddy Waddy's in Utah flew out there to hunt with Shad Brunson so Hopefully,
1: hopefully he's got something good back to bring back for another episode
0: Yeah, well, he's telling me all about it And I'm like, shut up, stop telling all the content But
1: yeah. After talking to him today, it's going to be a short episode Yeah, well, so
0: it probably will be with him He'll tell everything before we get here And <laughs> we won't have no questions to ask But anyway, without further ado These guys uh, come to us uh, with, a, with a good mantra And a good vibe about them A lot of the same principles and practices that we like to hunt on um, you know, Logan and Hunter, we want to welcome y'all to talk about it outdoors. We appreciate y'all taking the time to come be with us this evening.
2: Thank you, man. Well, Happy to be here.
1: First podcast for these guys.
2: Yep, have to say it is. Are you guys, are you guys
1: <laughs> as sad as I am about turkey season being gone?
3: Oh yeah. It's, it's hurting.
2: I gotta say, he's probably a little more indifferent than me. I, I, I love them turkeys and that, that is my. That is my year right there. there is considered turkey
0: hunting,
1: but don't get me wrong. I, I like, I like chasing them, them antler things. Woo! Can we preach on, son? I knew,
0: Talk what about swear, it. Talk about it now. We're well, getting,
1: getting somewhere. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sad. Turkey season's behind us, but after it getting up to 92, 93 degrees today and, 110% humidity. I don't want to be out there chasing them in that. <laughs> For everybody that don't know, Nick's a, Nick's a big boy. He he sweats. Uh, I got a, a lot of hair on my, on my back. So. <laughs> oh, me too, brother. I'm right there
3: with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's, it's I, I need a portable uh, fan or air conditioner while I'm turkey hunting. If you'd take that sweater off, it wouldn't be as hot out there. Well, it's it? about pool time. i to get Kelsey down here to shave that thing, put that around your garden. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the deer out of Keep the deer out of it. <laughs>
2: You, know, you
0: might be on to something. We might need to call up some of these vest companies, get some get some fans installed in some of these damn things. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say we need to call up a barbershop and start collecting back
1: hair or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <around the> garden. <laughs> Dude, I I've got to get another vest. You know, I was looking at mine the other day and, it, and it's one of the old NWTF. It came with the came with the sleeves. You unzip it, but man, it gets so hot now this new technology with all these vests are real thin real lie i just i've got so comfortable with the one i have that i don't want i know where everything is i know where the pockets are i know if i want to grab something but i don't know i guess it's well time. man
3: i tell you what we can lead you in the right direction a good friend of ours started a company named called grounded yes sir and they make a vest it's called the impact vest and he's been around for two years and i mean it's a there's a lot going on in the vest there's a there i mean it's unreal how much storage it is i mean you can hold up like four pot calls. I mean, just way too much as far as just the amount of storage you you have available. But it's the seats perfect for us. We've enjoyed it, and um, they they've got a great thing going on over there. Yeah, so- I, I agree with
2: that. And me and him both hunt a little bit different. Uh, he he will bring as little as he can. I want to pack that joker up. So <laughs> and it works. For- great for we both have the same vest and uh i've yet to hear him complain about it i don't think he's heard me complain about it uh we definitely do a lot of complaining but as far as the vest department goes uh i think i think we got it figured out as far as a grounded
0: vest so i pulled that up here and um looks like a kind of a hybrid vest it's not really um, a full vest where you would
1: have some you has got breathability around it and- Straps. My, my, yeah, nep- got some my nephew bought stores. one of them this year, and, and uh, I had actually saw it, and they were right across from you guys up at Nashville. And mm-hmm. um, I actually went over and talked to him for a little bit and told him about it, and he purchased one. And then when we went down to hunt with the KT team the other day, John Paget he had one on too. But um, speaking of grounding, next time you talk to um, Drew, Drew. – you tell Drew, Nick over here talk about it outdoors You're still waiting on him to text me back Because he's supposed to come oh. do a show with us And he still ain't text me back But I figured oh, yeah. he might be on the road or something, turkey hunting. So I ain't really been pushing the envelope he too much. You just made our day. Yeah, me. we're about
3: to we're about to thrive off. This. He, <laughs> lives, he lives about he lives about two blocks from me down in the neighborhood. So I'm, I'm gonna go hunt him down for
1: you. Well, you go over and you say that Nick boy over there talking about it outdoors is still waiting on you texting back with a date he wants <laughs> this podcast.
0: <laughs> he sweated
3: his I ass will. off this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll give him some hell about it. But no, he's had a he's been traveling like crazy, and he's got two kids and. I think he's done. Finally called it on his season, and when I talked to him the other day, he kind of seemed at peace with it. But I'm, me and Hunter over here are still, still thinking about going north.
2: I think we got one more trip in us.
3: Uh, if
2: everything works out and all the cards fall on the table, we'll we'll, we'll be heading out next Wednesday to Coldwater, Michigan. And we're gonna try to chomp them on the last weekend. And after that, I'm definitely done. <laughs> Ready for the velvet season.
1: Y'all driving or flying?
2: Driving, my boy.
1: <laughs> I don't blame. If you. you
2: only knew our our flying experiences,
3: you wouldn't even ask me that. Man, I can't <laughs> tell you. So we've done we do a lot of film work for a couple of different deer outfitters, and last year I think we had three different flights, and now at, keep in mind we've got huge duffel bags, we've got camera boxes, sometimes we've got firearms in boxes, and we're, we're st- about turkeys. Here, too. You know, we had a we had a out turkey. you know, stuck in stuck in the airport. We slept in the airport one night because the airline canceled the flight on us. Like the flying stuff has been, it's been stressful to say the least.
0: Does it? Does it take you guys? What is it? Twenty hours to Michigan?
3: No, to Michigan. Hey. It's the southern part of Michigan, and it's straight up I sixty five. Okay, it at most ten hours. Really? Yeah, if if Hardy's driving or Logan,
2: we we'll get there about eight. If I'm driving. <laughs> I'll get there about.
0: Nine and a half, ten. <laughs> you drive like I. Do. You drive like I do. I, don't, I ain't yeah, no speed I ain't, demon. I ain't in no
2: hurry. I ain't in no hurry. I
0: like that. I oh, like that. Me mean, you might need to hook up, travel together. We might be there tomorrow. We may be there next week. Depends on if we see a yard sale along right, the way. Man,
3: he's going to stop bro. about. He's going to stop about three times and. Check out every you know
0: rest stop and gas station there is. Eat about four times. Yeah, I about, get there. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. That's my kind of I'm trying traveling. Trying to get the full experience. <laughs> there you go. Take it all in. I think. <laughs>
1: I think talking about talking about flying. though, I think that's one advantage we do have living closer to Atlanta because it being a major hub, and and, and I'm yeah, sure Huntsville. Where you guys are at? Oh, like, Huntsville.
3: Like you go out of Huntsville.
1: I mean, you. You're passing through you Atlanta. The only
3: flight is. Like, yeah, you might you, you might be the only fox that's coming out of that terminal that day. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah, that, very selective.
1: I think that's one good thing about living close to Atlanta to be a traveling turkey hunter. You could basically, I mean, we we didn't we we flew straight into Washington this year, didn't even have a layover, so that was oh, real wow. nice. So that's nice, yeah, real nice. So that's can't beat that.
3: So, I, I, we both used to live in Auburn, actually, and you know we'd shoot up I, I- eighty five and. Of of Atlanta a good bit and it was nice then but now it's just it's a little different being in a smaller town for sure
0: now foot on the head for everyone that doesn't know what it is are you guys just an apparel company or are you uh you know are y'all a video production company or what what is it you know tell us a little well, bit about that
3: it's just it's it's a straight up a line of turkey calls we do everything from mouth calls to pop calls to box calls um we've got a crow call and we're coming out with some more locator calls as we speak and that's kind of a summer project for us um and, and we may or may not be in the works of
2: this is kind of outside of our box but at the same time in our interest uh, working on a grunt tube um go ahead
3: i mean it's (laughs) it's one of those the only only industry we just we said we we just said from day one we didn't want to get into duck calls that's just one thing like we're both big duck hunters but we just wanted to stay away from the duck calls and we just thought maybe if we did like a grunt tube or something you know that might help you know just draw a little interest for deer season because we do have a blaze orange hat as well that we Mm -hmm. said well i'll go on it so we just thought you know maybe it's just you know extend the product line just a little bit but for the most part, I mean, it's just a straight up turkey call, calls that you know we swear by in the woods. We do have you know some t-shirts and some hats, but it's just more or less just a turkey call company.
0: Do y'all yeah, have
2: for sure? Our, our thing is definitely making killers in the woods. Not not care about what you're looking like, or as long as you got the, the turkey, the, the essentials, which is a, a turkey call, and that's what we're going for.
0: Do y'all if y'all are duck hunters, do y'all have a good collection of duck calls?
3: Yeah, uh, I would say so. I mean, I uh, I recently started working with another duck call company as far as, you know, just, you know, taking some pictures for them and stuff like that. And I really enjoy their stuff. Uh, it's a company out of this area called Makers Calls. Um, they actually make some turkey mouth calls as well. But, um, you know, that we just, we, we that's one, I guess, just. That's one niche I didn't want to get, get into. I just didn't want to get into that market. I'm already swamped as it is with the, the turkey calls, so I kind of wanted just to focus on that and just run other people's duck calls.
0: I was talking to Alan Bowman the other day, and he said that there are duck call, I guess, collectors that collect hundreds and hundreds of these fancy engraved and, and hand-hued duck calls. And some of those sell five, six, eight thousand dollars.
3: You'd be surprised. Box calls and pot calls will do that nowadays too. So I I got a story. I'd be
0: damn surprised. I promise you that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, in
2: in that topic, here's my story. Uh, So, I I collect turkey calls. Just anything I think is cool, and. I've never really put much emphasis on who made it or anything like that. And my wife, she's always kinda of giving me a hard time about it because I got a laundry list of turkey calls and just random crap that I keep in a shelf. And uh my dad, he gave me this box call, and I don't know, it's probably fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, whatever. Dad's not a big turkey hunter. Um He's just an outdoorsman, likes likes to get in the woods. But either way, he gave it to me when I got really interested in turkey hunting and started going, and I, I got to doing some research, and it was a turkey call made by a, Eddie Salter. Well, at an NWTF show five or six years while, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. and It was right when I married my wife, and uh, we were walking around for – the one or two breaks that I get throughout the show and just checking out everything. And I I carried that box with me in case I ran into Eddie and I, well, luckily we ran into him and uh, I said, Hey, Eddie, you remember this? He looked at it, held it. He knew exactly what date, what year, all that. And, uh, he said, son, do you know what you got here? I said, no, not really, I was hoping you'd tell me. And, uh, he said, you got yourself about a $1,500 box call right here.
3: Oh, wow. And
2: he signed it and put his date that he made it and all this. And I went and had it appraised. And sure enough, it, it, it'll it go for about $1,500, a box call that my dad probably paid 15 bucks for back in the 70s or 80s. And uh, long story short, the best part of it is I got to look at my wife and see and say, look, yeah,
1: I told you so. <laughs> you, you sparked my interest there with the um, taking it to the pawn shop. Now you got me visualizing going to um, Pawn Star. Pawn Stars? Yeah. And Chumley's <laughs> coming out back to uh, assess that box call. Where would you take a box call to uh, get get it appraised at? I don't think Chumley would be the expert on a box it, call. Did, did somebody it call an expert in? <laughs> Just –
2: honestly through internet forums yeah. um if you if you get to doing some research you will see there's turkey calls i mean there it'll blow your mind there's turkey calls that are there's a ten thousand dollar turkey call out there for sure no doubt about
1: it i, I, I never really talk thought...
3: about oh sorry i was just gonna say our buddy drew it grounded he's got a couple of those long boxes Mm-hmm. that he buys every year and he gets people to sign. And I don't even, I'm just, it's not anything that's ever piqued my interest as far as being a collector, but I've seen his collection, and it's one of those that there's no, there's no telling, you know, what's in there. No. Yeah. Well, I Absolutely. don't,
0: I don't know what it's worth, but the the box call that you and I got told to a couple of weeks ago would probably be pretty valuable in a lot of people's eyes. We went down to the KT team hunt that uh, we go to with Carrie Terrell and Jason Beard every year. And Carrie was gifted with the call that Matt Van Sice used for 2022. And it was a box call. And if I can run it, son, it's got to be a good one. (laughs) But that thing sounded amazing. (laughs) I mean, amazing. And it was pretty neat to hold that because I'm sure you guys know Matt and carry or if you've, you've heard of, the, of either one of those guys yeah, yeah. Right. Who, yeah if
3: you're in the turkey call world you definitely know who
0: they are and it's it's always fun to sit and listen to them i i'm not i'm not a turkey hunter i don't i went this year more than i ever have and i really enjoyed it and i got the opportunity to go and hunt and can we put that to carry. bed and uh
1: <laughs> have we, i mean what? you you went hunting over what five times this year i went five times and you've got a call i don't have i a gave call. you a call
0: that, you can have that thing back. Only thing I've used it for is to scratch my ear. That rod, you, you whatever you use it for, I've scratched the inside of my ear with it, but and it won't play now. If you ever scratch the inside of your ear with them, you've ruined them. Well, let's put that in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that like wax
1: in there, man. You can you can sand it down enough, but I would say I would say as soon as you get that vest, it's. I mean, you're you're hundred percent vested then. I ain't bought vest, a vest. Hundred oh. percent vested. I ain't bought a vest. That's I got vest is
3: the. That's the deal breaker out there. I got a buddy who was a big, big duck hunter and sweared up and down that he'd never get in turkey hunting, got him a vest, killed his first bird last year, killed a bird early this year, and then we were actually out in Oklahoma, and he uh, he made his own decisions, made, basically flanked a bird, bird was not gobbling, and made a move on him and killed the bird all by himself, and he told me he looked at me after he killed that turkey and said, I am messed up now. He said, "I'm just I'm screwed up. That's all I want to do now." Yeah, I, and I'll I'll
2: bounce to that. Everybody, I don't know what it is, but it, it didn't happen to me. I love to go duck hunting, and I, I'll go anytime I'm invited. I've I've been in duck leases, but and everybody says it's so addicting, and and it might be to you. I I don't know, but to me, the most addicting thing, the the one thing, like deer season. It's a long season. By the time it ends, it's a bittersweet relief for me because I I I hump it the whole way, and but turkey season when it ends, I, I I'm fiending. I I feel I like I, 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 I like more. a bagum drug addict or something yeah. like I, I'm. It just. It's, you it's
0: just a eat weird thing, man. That those beautiful
1: spring mornings, flowers are blooming, birds are chirping. You just can't beat it. Mosquitoes is eating your
0: ass up. This rattlesnakes <laughs> is crawling around. Yeah, just I mean, it's always
3: so, so much fun. I've but enjoyed you, it. So you much. know how
1: when you get out, when you're out coyote hunting, you put that vest on, and you feel like it just takes you into a different oh, level. Oh, I get now. Hey, but that's the way it feels when you put your turkey vest on. I, I
0: agree with you, hundred percent. That that there is no but doubt. I'm going
1: I, somewhere with this. One second, then you can go back. Do you think that's the way those guys back in the 70s felt when they put their fanny packs on? I mean, do you feel like that was just like. Do you think that's the way Jack feels when he puts his fanny pack on? He's going deer hunting and he snaps that. Joe Rogan said the fanny pack's coming back. He said he's never put his down. So
0: (laughs) I don't know. Fanny packs are one of those things that... I'm talking they about not out. like a
1: hunting fanny pack. I'm talking about normal, oh, I know, I know. like a dad, like going to Walt Disney World fanny yeah, pack. Yeah,
0: I know. Keep your camera in. Keep <laughs> your phone in and everything. Make it a comeback. Just just wait. What? You, well, I've got something <laughs> for Mexico. I've got something. We're going to Mexico in the spring, in the fall. Jessica don't know it. She won't hear it because she don't listen to the podcast. But I've got a fanny pack I'm going to wear down there in Mexico. And I've also got Dad's old pager. I found it, and I'm gonna clip it on that fanny pack <laughs> and wear it around. I'm gonna wear it around I, my six foot two, 145 pound skinny, scrawny ass is gonna be bouncing around in a fanny pack. Might even find me some blue jeans like those net I need blue jeans.
1: Don't worry, they'll be on <laughs> the gram. They'll they'll hit the talk. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> hey Logan, let me ask you a question about about fanny packs and stuff because you guys you guys from where you're from up in Huntsville, it's kind of it's kind of like us here in North Georgia, it's kind of a lot of hills and stuff, right? Man, and, and, we got mountains. <laughs> yeah, and a, and a lot of the a lot of old-timers, you know, they didn't carry nothing but maybe a mouth call in their hand or uh, this there's an older man over here at builds calls. He makes these scratch boxes and he said that's all people back in the day like these mountain men that just go hunt all day, they just put it in their pocket so they didn't have to carry a lot. Is there anything mm-hmm. you ever saw that's, like real unique like that that people would use for a call?
3: Uh I got a buddy I hunted with earlier this year and he had the, uh, he had the end of a, a carbon arrow tip and that was his striker. Um, I've hunted with some, like my dad's had one of those little push calls before. Yep. Um, but I would say, you know, just for the most part, you know, I might run across one of those when I'm hunting with like my dad or my uncle or something like that. But for the most part, I would say everything's, it's gotten real modernized. And most of the time, I mean, we're running, we're running your traditional, you know, yelpers and pot calls and, you know, we'll have a box call in the vest, you know, try to locate one. But I would say for the most part, it's your mouth calls and your pot calls. Mm-hmm. For most, us. most of the time, if you're hunting with us and you're not running one of our calls, we're going to give you
2: shit until you do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I, I guess uh, the, the next question there is, is you, either either you boys got a wing bone call in your pocket?
3: Man, I don't. But so I've got a buddy here that actually just built. He killed a bird earlier this year, and he built a couple. And I mean, I wasn't like a naysayer by no means. I've just I've never no, I I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've just never really been into it. And so me and him went one day, and it was actually towards the end of the season with a bird that he killed. He had made the wingbone call, and he had built, you know, I had a little lanyard, little weather lanyard around his neck and everything. And we went, and it was a slow morning and we we're on this hillside, and, and it's, you know, it's such a weird motion. You've got to, like, almost kiss into the tip of a it. it's, like like, it's kind of like a weird sound you make. But anyway, he, he, he let out a couple yelps on that thing, and a bird, I swear to God, gobbles and just starts getting hot. But it's way off. I mean, we didn't have a shot at this bird. It was on another property. But right then and there, I was like, my God, you just struck up a bird from half a mile away with that thing. So I was pretty sold from there. And the next bird after that hunt that I killed, I saved, the, you know, I, I saved both wings from that one, and he's gonna, he's gonna build me a couple. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna, you know, kind of start venturing into that.
0: I think, uh, and
2: I can, I can vouch for that. I, I, I saw the video of when that happened, and I don't know what it is, whether it be just a different fre- frequency or whatever, but um, it was pretty. From what I've seen throughout the video, it was pretty slow, and all of a sudden our buddy hits this tube and, or not tube, I guess, wing bone and bam, hammers
3: him. It's just, Uh, I think it's just a sound that carries. And, you know, if, if, you know, the actual wing bone, if that was something that you could just, you know, have, you know, just readily available as far as like wood or plastic or something like that, like I would be all in for starting one on the product line, but you have to have, you know you have to have real turkey wings for it and that's the reason at nwtf like i didn't have, never really understood when i would you know i'd see neighbors in nwtf or like the world deer expo and things like that where they would have these wing bone calls for you know like 200 bucks and i'd just be like you know good lord boy what, what, how are y'all getting this much for me and now i kind of see you know what goes into it and i saw a little bit of the process my buddy did and you see more of that craftsmanship and also you know you have to have a turkey's wing bone to do it. So that's kind of where I kind of, you know, had a little bit more respect for that type of call.
0: Well, we had a a friend of ours, an old man that grew up here close to me. Um, His name was Marvin Poole. And I I never knew, I'd watch Marvin take a straw or a pen, take an ink pen and call, you know, at the store, he'd have a straw. He's always calling turkeys or, you know, playing like he was calling turkeys and, (laughs) only person i ever went turkey hunting with when i was a kid was marvin and he had a wing bone that's what he located with right in the morning and i mean it was well back there where me and you went backside of the hunting club hell it was what half a mile he fired one up all the way back there and we went with that call and i've got he's dead and gone now but i've got one of his wing bones and it sounds okay. I'm, I mean, I've been able to play around on it, but we got a buddy of ours here that's making some calls. And I told Nick the other day, <laughs> I, I, I felt I felt about as stupid as anybody I've ever heard of calling you and telling you this. I'd walked into the gas station to get me a 30-pack of beer, and I picked up a wing bone laying there on the table and said, who made this, Tyler? <laughs> and I r- run it, and I thought, dang, that sounds pretty good. And I got out there in the truck and got coming home. And after I'd told you about it, I thought, I wonder how many other rednecks walked in over the dip of snuff and ran
1: that same wingbone call land there. On the this is a, this just regular old service station in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so. it's a little old gas station out that I went to get. So I, I ain't no telling. was sure those are the best places to get a biscuit in the morning. Well, I'm sure you probably know <laughs> half the people that ran that thing. Oh, probably or not probably, all. Of them. Yeah, at least at yeah.
0: least probably all of them. So yeah. it was, but it was. I mean, and it sounded. And I called you and told you. I said, "Man, old Tyler built that call, And. I've got a turkey wing one I ran over with a truck a few years ago. I'm taking it to him and going to get him to make me one out of it. I'm gonna take it to him
1: tonight. So. Well, we got a we got a pretty cool video coming out pretty soon where uh oh yeah Alex had a Carrie Terrell. Quit calling so he could call on his wing ball. So, don't
0: carry. I said, That sounds like shit. Let me call. <laughs> Seven time grand national
1: champion. I told him, You don't know what you're doing. Let me call for a second. Yeah, let me go ahead
3: and just step, step ahead real quick. Have,
1: have you guys, are you guys making trumpets?
3: No. Just um, something that we've, we've, we, so we started when everything started, it was just mouth calls. And it started with two mouth calls and then, it, you know, grew to four. And then it grew to six. And now we have 12 in our lineup. Um, And then after that, this was, you know, probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, we ventured in to start making pot calls and then made pot calls and then went to box calls. And it kind of, you know, we kind of just left it at that for now. Um, You know, we've got a crow call and, you know, we've talked about making an owl hooter. We've talked about making a grunt tube, But, you know, it's really just been that, that core three is what has been our product line as far as the mouth calls pot calls and the box
0: calls that's we kind of stuck to that core three now i'm a hardcore deer hunter i love deer hunting and i love running a grunt call so when y'all get that one made do me a favor and at least send us a picture of it and let me see uh, it and nah, see, if see if it's we'll, something we'll,
3: we'll send you one to t- field test for us that sounds
0: good but i'll tell you this it needs to sound like that extinguisher that deer society extinguisher if you can get it close to that right there that's the best grunt call i've ever used i mean i've I, that's huh, my favorite really? one. yep so i watch all those videos and i love
2: their content in itself and i've I went out, and I don't know if I'm embarrassed to admit this or not, but I went out, and I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I bought the the black rack. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't like it.
0: I d- I've Didn't never like it used all. the I've never used the black rack. I like my you know real rattling horns. I've never used it, but. Yeah, I've
2: never understood why you'd go away from, after buying that, I was like, why would I go away from real deer antlers?
0: I think a lot of times that plastic, though, in some instances, whether it's that rattle bag or you got that one that, uh, it's a pack of rack, I think, it's got the balls on one side and got the raised ridges on the other that you twist around. I think those, if you're calling deer from four or five hundred yards away, you are probably better off thrashing around on the plastic ones or whatever, but I yeah, think, yeah, I agree with you. Like, like Chipper said, you get in there and you tickle them horns a little bit, them tips, sometimes tines. You got one at a hundred <laughs> yards, you want him to come close, you just tickle it a little bit, and there it comes.
3: <laughs> Man, I tell you, I've caught all kinds of hell for it, but I really like one of them little rattle bags. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've had one those past couple of years, and I just sit there and I can sit there in the stand and keep it close to me, just you know, kind yeah. of my, you know, it's like you're trying to, you know, stay warm. I could do that. I just, I really liked it, but I, you know, I've called other, caught hell from other hunters saying it. You know what the real thing about like
0: banging those antlers together, but I was just, you know, whatever well, works for you. M- me, I'm I'm trying to call in a hundred and thirty inch deer because I'm gonna shoot a one thirty if it comes in on me. I'm sorry, I, I ain't. T- am
3: yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, right there with you. I'm
0: throwing it. So, but I usually I'm setting up our rattling like a two one eighties over fighting. That's what it sounds like. as a truck wreck just happened <laughs> in the tree top. are so like, Katada!
1: you know, I'm going at it. If I'm gonna make it work, I'm gonna make it happen, son. <laughs> My favorite grunt call is that one where you go, "Man, oh yeah, man." <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that, that's yeah. only that's the <laughs> only one you really need. That's the only For a second, you...
3: I thought He was about to bust out and say, "Talk about that little can that you put your finger over." You, you don't know, like that ride. can. Oh, no. I,
1: I'm just. I, I thought hey, that's what he's about. To I'm say. blowing the I back blow up. That
0: damn can. I <laughs> I've never heard a
1: deer
2: do it in the wild, but I love that damn can.
0: Yeah, Cody, <laughs> Cody, um, and, and I, I, I give him the hardest time of anybody about his rattling and. Cause I think when you if you're calling from outside of a deer's territory, outside of their bedroom, you're you're fighting in a really a, a rutted up environment. Yeah, you're you're gonna have an opportunity to rattle one in. But I like to get in that bedroom. Last few days, get in there, slip in, quiet, catch him when he's going to feed, going to look for a doe, whatever. Just be quiet, and he wants to get in there. I'm gonna hit these rattling horns together. Don't do that. I told him, and he jumped one two year ago and run it out of the country. And but he uses that can. And I've watched it happen. I watched it happen in Illinois two years ago. He flipped the can over, and there was a deer turned on a dime, son. And it wasn't a big buck; it was a small. And it came right back to the base of the tree on that can. Wouldn't respond to rattle, and wouldn't respond to a grunt. But it came right back to that can. Boy, you slipped that mm-hmm. deer hunting
1: right in there on that grunt, didn't
0: you? I did. I <laughs> slid in there like a hair, and you missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Right. But I will I say, lucky for him, with both no. Well, and but I will say this. Here's a question we haven't asked, and these guys, being in the calling industry and turkeys and ducks and, and hunting and everything, what's the biggest gimmick that y'all have seen? You know, you've, you've, there's all kinds of tricks and trades and stuff like that. And I heard Don and Terry talking about it here a while back. What's a gimmicky item that y'all have seen in the outdoors? I can, an, I can wait, answer that. wait. Don't answer yet because I got one too. I got but, one. What do y'all think? All right, hang on, hang on, hang right.
1: on. We need to play that uh, shoot you straight, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we'll play that in a minute. <laughs>
2: the most, I, and I, I don't know who makes it, and I don't know if I'd say it even if I did, but the gimmicky item that I have seen would be, it's, it, it's a, Two pieces of
0: plastic with a spring in the middle. That's mine. This is an acorn crusher. Is that it? <laughs> yes. yes, that was mine. I knew it. Yes, that's the most gimmicky. It sound like
1: deer eating acorns. Yes, that and is it. That is it. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say what that deer. Gonna say? I was going to say that deer shit you buy at Walmart comes in a bag. <laughs> you pour it out. I've not seen that. Oh, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, they got deer shit in a bag. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
3: the, that like in fake ears. You know, it's almost like them fake ears of corn that goose hunters have out there all the time. You know, it's just like a big old plastic looks like a whole ear of corn just sitting there. I,
1: really? I, I'm, I didn't know that. We're not duck hunters. Oh
3: yeah, you know, it's just like a big old yellow like ear of corn and a lot of like goose spreads and stuff. People lay them out there, and um, I actually had a buddy that bought some, and I was like, "Man, this ain't gonna work for that." you know that september goose season in alabama brother <laughs> oh yeah there it is there it is Yep. There, there's the acorn crusher that's the ac- that, that's
2: it that's it that's
1: so it. so it's supposed to it's supposed to sound like deer eating acorns. hunter specialty brother, cruncher deer call
2: how much i've talked about that me too that, yeah. you were the only person that i have ever had be like, yeah, I know what you're
0: talking about. Man, I'm a gadget.
2: <laughs> when I saw that in the stores one time, I said, this is, a, this is." in y'all's words, this is a gimmick.
0: It, <laughs> to, to me, I, I'm a gadget guy. And anybody that knows me knows I, I love gadgets. I love little fidget spinner things and anything to mess with Dear, You know, I, I want to know what it is. Just, I mean, I just like gadgets. I got a thing. In my bag I drop out of the tree. It's a little claw that you can pull a rope on and pick something up if you drop it on the ground. I carry like seventy-eight pounds of stuff with me when I go to the deer stand just because I like gadgets. This one right here, and I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the, the I guess the product sure. overview of this item for anybody who doesn't know you can go look it up. This is a real thing that Hunter and I are talking about. It says the Cruncher Deer Call is a revolutionary new call that will calm deer in your area. The feeding sounds this call produces make deer calm and relaxed even if you just spook them. Deer will turn to the sound of feeding again and again and they will do so all season long. The cruncher will be the most important call in your arsenal this fall. <laughs>
3: it's like don't no matter if it's early season, mid season or late season, it's it's you're good. <laughs> Somebody's probably killed That's one with that.
0: There's one star review on this. It says, very convincing video comes with item, but it doesn't
1: work. <laughs> Somebody probably Man, hit that. I'm going to let
2: you know right now. You got that old fat nanny standing about 45 yards away from you. You hit that thing one time be done <laughs> you got that turn like it you you might as well have one. have a blowing
1: call what or is have a, have a open open blowing a, call or open up. in a, my opinion S- swiss cake hell. roll they might
0: kill montreal owner oh, well I, I don't think anybody's ever killed a monster with it but i, I sent that to terry peer he had posted a video of it uh, or a, a Post on Facebook with chasing giants. I sent it to him and he he sent me back a message. He said, What? That's all he said. <laughs> what? And he looked it up he called me. He said, You might win the prize, son. He said, This is it. I said, I don't want to win the prize. I just want you to tell about that on the That's show. That's
1: funny. What's yours? That deer shit Oh, deer shit Yeah. he's coming come in a bag down at Walmart.
0: How about you, Logan? What what do you think of? Anything gimmicky out there you can think of?
3: Oh, gimmicky? I'd say I'd probably resort to the to the ears of corn for me. Is I'm a big waterfowler, and I mean I'm kind of one of those that I, I like to, you know, be where the birds want to be. Um, and so I, I mean I don't think you know other than a you know good old goose decoy or a duck decoy that a ear corn you know a yellow ear corn on the ground is going to do it for me.
0: <laughs> That's I would say it's
3: probably you know the the next one for me.
0: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go find me a one of those. Uh, telephone pole markers, the yellow ones, and I'm going to run that thing through a grinder and throw it out in the woods. Maybe deer will start thinking there's a bait pile there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Now, can y'all, can y'all, what's the deal in Georgia as far as like, is baiting, is that a thing? Or hundred percent.
0: That... You can you can start in January and end in December for deer and hogs. Um, you can't hunt turkeys over bait, but you can. Well, so,
3: that's something that I ran into this year in Alabama as far as a turkey hunter. So, In Alabama, you have to pay – it's weird. So you have to pay $15, and that $15 gets you – you're able to bait. And you can have – I mean, you can have a big old pile of corn. Well, a lot of my turkey leases that I have are actually deer leases, and they just sublease out the turkey rights because, you know, they're just older gentlemen that don't care nothing about it. And there was one time this year I was on the property, and thank God I was walking out, and old buddy was pulling in, and he had like three bags, three, four bags of corn in his truck. And I was like, hey, man, you know, how are you? And he was like, oh, you're the guy who, you know, subleases this turkey And I said, yeah. And I said, what are you about to do? And he said, oh, I'm going to go fill up that feeder. And like, I would hunt around the feeder, you know, and I would see it preseason, but it wasn't like active. Right. Well, when he told me that, I was like, so you're telling me next time I come back, there's going to be hundred pounds of corn in that feeder right. where I'm trying to turkey hunt. And so there was two different places this year where I ran into that issue where I basically had to just tell myself, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to go somewhere else to hunt or, you know, go to a different farm to hunt because I just know there's all that corn on the ground. And, you know, with, you know, I'm not saying by no means, we're not big shots by any means, you know, we're trying to grow in the industry. But the last thing I need is to, you know run into a game warden or a landowner or something like that when there's a bunch of corn on the ground that was put out by somebody else. So that was definitely something I had to be mindful of. And the other place I found it, I happened to see the guy going in on a trail camera and I called him and asked him what he was doing. And he had told me, he was like, Oh yeah, man, you know, let's go out there and put out a little corn for the deer. And just, you know, help him out, you know, this time of year. And I was just like, Oh my God, like you just ruined that place for me, but thank you. But you you made an but,
0: interesting point there with growing in the industry, and I've I've thought about this a lot um, with things that I've heard of happening and everything else. It's a damn crying shame that let's say you did get called out there, a uh, game warden walked up on you, and he'd found a bait pile. You have no idea it's there. You you know yeah, you're not hunting yeah. over bait, but you get popped for a hunting over a bait. Well, it gets popped out on social media that. Logan's got caught hunting over bait for a turkey. The anti people, and I'm not talking about anti hunters. I'm talking about the people that are against foot on a head, talk about it outdoors, whatever. One of us get caught doing that, they will run your name under the house.
3: Oh, I know it's it's
2: terrible, man, it, it, and not even so know the story. That's it's not the anti hunters; it's, right the, it's just
0: the people that it's it's I.
2: Said, it's the, but it's the haters. It yeah. is. I mean, it, it is. That's, that's that, gonna burn you up.
0: It don't matter how. Y'all could build the greatest turkey call that's ever been and, you know, not get the recognition you deserve. But you get caught doing something bad, oh, hell, they going to eat you alive. I was just, oh,
2: man, there's a hundred folks out there right now. Not, not to toot a horn, I don't mean it that way, but there's a hundred folks out there right now that are waiting for one of the foot on the, foot on the head employees to slip up and get caught doing this or doing that and oh. it would be blasted but
0: why mm-hmm. do they have to do you know why does it have to be like that I'm sure there's people out there that want us to fail as well i mean they, there's just this jealousy that's in the industry it doesn't matter what you're doing whether you're making calls you're doing a podcast you're shooting videos you're selling food plot seed you know whatever it is there's somebody out there that's waiting for you to screw up. Yeah. They're not getting anything out of it other than being a jerk.
1: But I think,
3: yeah, you know, I th- no. I mean, it's, and i tell you what, yeah. I, now, when y'all, when y'all mentioned Waddy earlier, were you talking about Michael Waddell?
0: No, we was talking about, we, we, not Waddy, we call him oh, <laughs> yeah, Wattie. Watson, our know. Cody, our buddy that's, that's part of our, our, but, show. but, but, but go on, I'm but, not, but go on,
1: we're listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm,
3: I'm not – well, I just figured maybe since y'all are from Georgia and whatnot, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going – I don't have a dog in this fight, and I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with nobody on social media, but I, I do respect old Waddell for, you know, standing up to, you know, some of just the people who have been attacking him and just, you know, if if it's – you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with certain things. Like, I don't reap turkeys. I don't fan turkeys. That's one thing that I just don't personally do. But I'm not going to sit here and ridicule – somebody else if they do it if it's legal where they're at but I just I do appreciate him standing up as far as just the negativity that you see on social media I don't like I said I don't have a dog in the fight and I don't want to sit here and go back and forth about you know who's right who's wrong but like it's just it gets to a point where people look for negativity on you know social media and I'm just one of those like I mean people thrive on dude it's gotten really hard i I just want to love my brother you know i want to love my neighbor and and turkey hunt with him and enjoy myself and the outdoors and you know if if we don't see things the same way you know that's fine you know we can be friends and have and have different opinions me and him
2: we both run social media pages and it's it's freaking hard because you gotta be so weary about what you post, and your—is there too much blood? Is it too gory? Is he holding the animal by the wrong part? Is he? Did the caption seem too? You know, whatever. But it—it it, it makes it really hard, and I, I don't—I don't agree with it. I mean, I don't agree with being illegal i don't agree with going against the rules don't get me wrong but for example so there's a big thing about holding turkeys up by their necks or whatever man if if you want to hold turkey by your neck hold turkey by by the neck
1: what the hell are y'all
2: talking about
3: you know but at the same time that old Yankee choke. That's what Bibi Scott was, a Yankee choke. And
0: now people, I ain't never heard that. I ain't never heard that You
2: can look on one of our pages that we run together called Project Small Batch, and there's a picture of, of a guy holding a turkey by the neck, and the caption is, hold them how you like it. I like because, it. I mean, <laughs> that kind of crap. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're sitting there bear trapping deer or something or whatever you <laughs> <Right>. know <laughs> I, I, yeah you should probably get in trouble for that but <laughs> I mean like the way I hold a turkey
3: it, it's just it's kind of getting a little out of hand in my opinion and, but you know going back to like you know the film and stuff so I'm one of those like even if I'm behind the gun I've got a camera with me all the time like I think I recorded like six kills this year I, I just love it I've gotten to where and it's funny because like back in the day I used to not be about it now I, I love it but you know, we were in Oklahoma, actually, and uh, no, 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 we were in Texas for this trip, and this old guy who was a local, he was one of those, he just whipped out a fan. You know, he was just one of those, he wanted to walk around with the fan everywhere, this and that, and he was asking me, you know, oh, what should we do? And I was like, well, first off, I might need to put this fan down, and, you know, we can <laughs> you know, try to make a move on the bird, and it was just one of those with, like, filming, I just, I wasn't going to film it. Even like there was one, there was one part in the day where he saw a bird on a piece of property that he could hunt and he stopped off the side of the road and he tried, you know, to throw up the fan on it. And I just told myself, I was like, I'm not going to film this just because of the crap you see on social media and the negativity you see. And so I was like, you know, God forbid me post something like that or, you know, seem a bit like, you know, even though that's how he hunts, if, if I film it, that's going to be, you know, tied to how I hunt. And there's going to be judgment there. So, like, I just try to stay out. I try to keep it very clean. And, hell, we've gotten to the point where we don't even post a lot of kill shots because, you know, when a turkey's strutting at 20 yards and you shoot a turkey at 20 yards with TSS, I mean, it rocks the world. And, you know, you don't want – some people get freaked out when they see that, you know, the jelly head or the head wobble or, you know, that head whip back. And so I've gotten to the point where, like, I'll edit my videos to where – it's right before the turkey kill, yeah. or you know, right before. Just because you catch all kinds of hell for just seeing a turkey get, you know, get get that head busted.
2: Yeah. So between foot on the head and Project Small Batch and all the other random things, like being a videographer nowadays is 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 hell, especially turkey hunting for whatever reason. But you have to really watch what you do because you will get negative repercussions of it. Whereas of five years ago, you, you posted a picture of a turkey getting his head cut off. Boy, that would have blown up. But right. Now you, you post a picture of a turkey getting his head cut off. And dude, you're going to get hated so bad. I mean, uh, I feel bad for the
3: broadhead companies that, you know, the guillotine broadhead companies, because, I mean, they actually made a, you know, pretty efficient product for, a, you know, a pretty sharp shooter with a bow. And, you know, they can't post any content because, I mean, that thing really, I mean,
0: it's shop It's gone. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, it ain't no joke, and so you know
0: Tim Wells is still posting the hell out of it. Tim Wells is still firing off him guillotines. Hey, Tim, hey, Tim Wells, man, he's
3: the man. <laughs> like I I hope I'm I hope I'm half the man he
0: is
1: at that age. <laughs> like, I just think any, a, I think about anything that we do in our life, so I mean you look at some of the most Nick Saban, Tom Brady, you know. Everybody wants people to succeed until they do it, and then it's like, well, let's knock them off their platform. They're up there too long. Well, it's on yep. now.
0: They're on saving hard after that Texas A&M stuff. Jimbo, he's out. Yeah. I mean, they're blowing that up right now. But you look at the successes of anybody, and they have – there's an old saying that one all shit can erase 10 boys and that's it stands right. exactly so not. true you can do the perfect thing a hundred times and screw up one time and everybody's going to remember that screw up it doesn't matter how good right. you do that's exactly what all I've-
2: four of us can sit here and talk about hunters that we know currently or in the past that have done that and have made one mistake and it's now now they're they're But
0: the mistakes, and and we've had this conversation amongst ourselves a lot of times, mistakes made, in a lot of cases, the difference between somebody getting outed or called out on it is because they got caught and the person calling them out didn't. In a lot of cases, there's stuff that er, there's guys that hunted over bait that I know of that before it was legal. That, you know, they throwed out corn, whatever, and now it's legal and they're they're calling out people saying, oh, you shouldn't hunt over bait. Man, I know you was baiting 15 years ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> that shit just got legal two years ago. I mean, and I think a lot of that, it's just like y'all said, but the difference is guys our age are recognizing the negativity and we're throwing the shift on it. Just like y'all said about Waddell. Now... I don't necessarily agree, and we had a conversation just the other night about there's a safety aspect that goes into the the reaping and the, the oh, turkeys yeah, and agree. things. And I think he should do a little bit better job of that, just being telling people, hey, don't go out to a public lamp. don't go to you know Altadena WMA on a Saturday morning and be throwing that fan around because you're gonna wind up <laughs> yeah. shot. I mean, and that's something we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot. You gotta you gotta remember the audience you're talking to. Because people will will take what you guys say, what we say. There's somebody out there that's going to believe every single thing we say and take it as the gospel, whether it's true or not, and they're going to go and do mm-hmm. that. So we as, you know, you can call it influencers, you can call it social media, you can call it whatever it is. You've got to be mindful in everything we do. And I'm to the point now where if somebody calls something out, I, I we said all along, we're not going to argue with these guys on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or any of that. I'm getting tired of it, Nick. I'm getting well, tired you know, of it.
3: <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is, though, is I, I hate to – like, I don't want to be the target of it by no means. Um, But I've noticed that some people thrive off of it because they're, they're in that mindset that they're like, bad bad publicity is good publicity. Or That's anymore. right. That's right. You know, and I've seen where, you know, some of these folks have probably, if anything, grown. From even though they're being called out and things like that, they've grown.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
3: Look at John, yeah, look at just, this. if anything, you're just fueling their fire.
0: That's right. I mean, Every time yeah. you comment on it, you you if you have one comment against a negative, you comment and then somebody sees that and they argue with you, and then you argue back, and then they argue with you. You fuel that fire just like you said, Logan, and you're you're continually growing
1: that. If something aggravates you, you don't have to say it because there's one thing that just grinds my gears with turkey turkey hunters. What is it? When them guys get back to the truck and take a beer and open it up on its spurs. Yeah, I don't like that. Either. Oh yeah, that aggravates me to the core.
0: I'm not a turkey. I'm not a, tur- I'm not a tur- uh, the traditionalist turkey person. But that that to me is I, – I think that's – I think it would be the same way if you popped a beer on a tine and shotgunned
1: a beer off the tine.
3: Exactly.
1: I'm not, and, and I like both. I like turkeys and I like drinking beer. Yeah, but – But I'm not going to mix the two.
3: I don't – well, you hey, can – let me ask you s- y'all this. Out of, out of what we call turkeys or refer to them as, what is some of the names that you're just like – that you just wouldn't say? around <laughs> right so, here we're called beers. That's what we call them. Hey, I man, I saw bird over there in the fielder. Yeah, you
1: know, that's. Like, oh, you're
0: asking what a name. If somebody yeah, says, so like if somebody we, says I was on some Thunder Chickens, I don't. I
1: will say
2: this. This is each and all, like, it don't matter who you are, which, you know, whatever you want to call it, call them, But, like, Thunder Chicken, hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Gobby
1: hate that a what a the what go, a gobby a gobby, gobby. That's, a gobby. That,
0: that, that's a yankee that's got somebody yeah, that's in philadelphia oh, no. <laughs> the
3: yankee stuff is bad so we've got some friends that are up in like minnesota michigan i've got a friend who's actually in new hampshire and they're like oh yeah man we're down here in Salta and we saw like six times <laughs> oh, yeah. so, like, yeah, yeah. you know it's it's not even a tom it's a time yeah. <laughs> But, what the hell is that?
0: But that right there, you know, and we could sit around a campfire, and and they do it up north. I mean, we go up there deer hunting, and they call stuff certain things. They're like, what? And they hear us say something, a crick. That's one thing we've heard people say. I crossed a crick. And I'm like, I woke up this morning with a little bit of a crick in my neck, but I don't know what you You're talking about a creek? And we talk about stuff like that. And those little funny, you know, words, how they say something, we say something, whatever. Those are the things that are funny to talk about, and you know they're funny to give each other a hard time about. Not shooting a two and a half year old deer or, because you're happy to do that. Do what makes you freaking happy. I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know. It grates my, it grates me to no end to see these people calling people out so much that you know, I don't know. Hey Nick, it's time for a shooting you straight question.
1: This week's Shooting You Straight, brought to you by land specialist Cal Hardy with Whitetail Properties. If you're looking to buy or sell land in the northwest Georgia area, give our boy Cal a call.
0: 770-296-2163. Day or night shout out to our old buddy cal he's been yeah. rocking and rolling he's got him a billboard up if y'all hadn't seen it go out and find man, it he's doing a giveaway on some hats so if you if you know day Wolf, or night too man he's on it he's hey, on it 24
1: 7 it's actually it's gonna be a two question cal actually called in and asked if i would since he knew you guys are duck hunters if you'd uh, tell me where you duck hunt out he's wanting to go but no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no i no he um um what do you on, got? Where do you guys see on the magic dragon? <laughs> Where do you guys see foot on the head going in the next two to five years?
3: Um. Well, I would say I want you know in two to five years I want to grow our product line. I think we need to be a little bit. I would. I don't want to say it's a weak point because we've never really put a lot of time into it. But I would like to get more into the apparel side. Um, we came out with a pretty cool shirt design this year that we had a graphic artist design for us. Or we kind of had the mindset and we gave it to him. Um, and those sold really well. It was a turkey weight up on old truck bed. Um, I think we want to really grow our front line and, you know, just grow our apparel line as well. And, um, you know, it's really hard to make it in the retail game because, you know, with turkey cars, <coughs> the, the margins just – when you get into the retail game, you have to sell a lot – you have to sell quantity, you know, versus – and you have to sell it at a lower price. And we have – found that the trade shows and online sales which online sales you know account for 90 percent of our sales have really pushed us through the years and you know helped us grow because every year's just been better and better and better and we're looking to continue that and um hunter do you got any kind of i would say my, my main thing is
2: going back to trade show or I I don't guess I should use the word trade show, but going back to like NWTF turkeys for tomorrow, those kinds of things. That's what I would like to be. And and where we are headed, we're doing a lot with both of those organizations, but I I would like to grow more in those and and not have a 500, 200, $300 turkey called that you have to buy. And this is it. But to be involved with organizations that are one helping turkey hunters be able to turkey hunt and two helping turkeys within themselves. Uh, I'm not here to, and I I don't build pot calls all day to sit there and, and make a buko money. God knows every turkey call builder out there would agree with me that that's not going to happen. But what I, am into this for is to growing the sport growing the population of turkeys and turkey hunters and keeping a good habitat for all Uh, and i think with what our calls produce we are a great call and i I think with our costs and everything i think that's kind of where we fit in is we're 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 here for the turkeys and and as corny as that sounds that that's kind of
3: I mean, it goes into – we just recently did a giveaway with Turkeys for Tomorrow, and we are got a few more things lined up with Turkeys for Tomorrow, Turkey Hunter TV, and Wild Wifers TV. Those are two TV shows that we do a lot of stuff with. and You know, just trying to spread awareness and, you know, help grow them and, you know,
0: just do what we can. Turkeys for Tomorrow has been – we've had, you know, several people on. Ron Jolly, Dave's been on talking about it. We had Jim Ronquest on early on. Y'all talking about duck hunting. I always think about Jim. He's he's a legendary uh, duck oh, call man. builder. <laughs> but it's it's been an interesting topic to listen to the spin that turkeys for tomorrow brings. And I don't know. It's
1: it's. it's I'm not... just glad people. I'm just glad more people are noticing it. And I think we brought this up with somebody. I don't remember who it was, but more people are noticing it now, and we're getting ahead of it. And I think it's going to be good for the future. I almost agree with what you said. I think I thought I don't remember if it was Hunter or Logan. I almost agree with you guys a little bit that we may be going through a phase like that Duck hunting with the Duck Dynasty thing. Yeah. And and turkey hunting may fall off, but while it's we need to get the good getting what was what's the saying? Get the good while the getting's good. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I think we're in that phase right now and I and I think it's um I think it's, it's going to be better off in the next three to five years, with the turkey population, especially across the southeast, because even though I heard birds every time I went out, the numbers are still down. I believe in this in this area, especially our area. Yeah, here.
3: let's you know everybody. Oh, man, it, it's, it's such a tough topic because you know I've got some farms that I pull into when I'm getting ready for the velvet season in August, and I'll see a you know a hen with like ten poles and I'm like, rock on, like we're about to you know good hatch this year. Let's go. But you know everybody's every everybody kind of says what you said about how it's just kind of starting to you know you can definitely tell a difference in it, and I think that you know social media awareness and just you know online awareness or whatnot, I think we caught it before it got bad if that makes sense.
0: Oh, I do like, I think
3: we I think we found it before it was a problem.
0: well, and you know Ron may mention of that that. We'll never see the boom that turkey hunting was in the in the eighties, late eighties, and the early nineties, as far as birds go, because the habitat's not there. We changed the landscape, especially in the southeast uh, of where the Look turkeys at quail. live.
2: That's,
0: that's well, Bob, quail, 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 yeah. I mean, we talked about that, and I think it's just an inner. You're you're right though <laughs> that you're getting in front of it. But I, I read a statistic today that um, it, this was the alarming thing for me. It, whether it's turkey, deer bird hunters, ducks, whatever. The average fall off over the last 10 years in hunters based on license sales was an average in every state, and they went all across the country, was 18%. An 18% fall off year to year. Now, there's years where there's been a pickup where you've had, you know, less license sales. and In the next year, you've had a few more than you did the year before, and then it falls way back off. But over the last 10 years, have has been an 18% decrease in hunters in the woods. You go to a place like uh, Alabama. They've changed a lot of the game laws over there. The, Georgia, the baiting law has changed here. And you go way out west to where they're starting to see more industrialization in places in California. There's there's hunting pretty much banned altogether in California. You go to Nevada, there's been hunting cut out altogether because of the Antis. When that shift and you get the wrong political parties and people in place in the Southeast starts to happen, because it's coming, boys. It don't matter how much we want to fight it. There's a big shift coming because of the people that are moving in here. It's going to be bad, not necessarily for the hunter, but for the game because we all know what happens when you take away predator hunting, you take away license sales, and you take away people that actually care about that environment. I don't know. It's something You, you
1: guys tune in next week for Alex <laughs> on the nightly news. <laughs>
0: Dude, I mean, not to get on a tangent there, but I mean, it's it's scary to me because
2: no, how brother, many... I think it's
0: that I to me is what worries me. You
2: the same thing that every avid hunter is thinking. Um, it might, if it's not spoke about, it's because it's scared to be spoke about. But I mean, I, I have to agree with you. It's, it's times are changing.
0: How many? I, I don't. How many children? Do y'all? Either of y'all have children? I have two. I
3: got. I got a one-year-old.
0: So. For me, you know, I've got a boy and a girl, and they see dad going deer hunting, coyote hunting, turkey hunting, whatever. They see me going, and I ask them do they want to go, and they want to get involved. They go to the woods. They've learned, you know, what it is that I'm doing, fishing and going. How many... People did you go to school with, or did you go to school with? And we went to school together. So a lot of it's the same people that may have been involved in the outdoors that are no longer there that have children and they have no idea what the outdoors are.
1: Yeah. I I just, I don't think there's enough voices in the outdoors, even though we have those people like Michael Waddell and, uh, you know, countless other people. Like we still need those people like us that are just coming up that have this to voice it on this podcast we're trying to build a social media to get the follows to be able to to show people you know what we need to do and, and i think that's what this is going to help us do hopefully
0: well some, we, said all, we said all along we wanted it to be uh, a platform just like what you guys are doing on your social media yeah it's awful encouraging when you log in on a just a great post that you've got and you get two hundred and fifty, three hundred likes on a post. And I'm saying that for us, some people are getting seven, eight, ten thousand likes on a post, but you get that on there and it's encouraging for you to want to do it. But for me, and I'm sure you guys can kind of speak volumes to this, let's just say a, a a foot on the head hat. If you was to walk into a local elementary school or go to a local high school and you see young people wearing your stuff and they understand what you are as a platform to me, that's the encouragement. Don't, don't just show me, you know, yeah. Cotton threads or a Kusa cotton hat. Yeah. That's cool to see them wearing or a bone collector hat. You know, that's awful encouraging, but when you see it yours and they listen to what you're doing or watch your videos or interact with you on social media, you're making a difference there, whether you realize you are or not.
3: Oh man, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I've got a one-year-old and, you know, he's got a three-year-old and, what, an eight-year-old? And, yeah. And so, but and the three, thing, two and eight. so we, we do a lot of film work for, uh, have you ever heard of Whitefield Heaven Outfitters? Yeah, yeah. So we do all the film work for Whitefield Heaven Outfitters and he's okay. got two boys and they're 10 and 12, Weston and Micah. And, man, I tell you, it's just, and I know these are one-of-a-kind kids, but, like, when you go and you hunt with a kid, and you're filming him in the woods and, you know, he hears a deer grunt and he turns around and looks at you, you hear that deer grunt. Like they right there just like would tell me like, oh man, he's got it. Like one, he's got it. And two, he cares. And you know, three, there's, there's just faith in that, you know, that faith in that youth generation. Right. If that makes sense. Like there's been multiple times where like me and Weston, he shot a 211 inch deer this year in Kansas and I filmed it and, the raw emotion of that whole night out and this was in September and that, that whole night was just like, it was one of those that you just bring in and you're just like, Oh man, like there's still faith in this, like these kids still love it. And which I know that, the you know, not every kid has that that same opportunity, but it's just, it's a good, it's a feel good, you know, feeling to see these kids just fired up and like, Oh man. So this,
2: this was my first I've I've taken my daughter turkey hunting multiple times. She's heard turkeys. We, you know, she's watched some pitch down. Actually, last year, me and him took her on youth season opening day. She watched turkeys pitch down. Blah blah. blah. She she's been around hunting her entire life. So when you talk to her, you would think that you know some things. It, it's just not a big deal to her. It it is. I took her this year deer hunting and this was her first season that she could shoot a gun and, and harvest the deer herself. And we took her and it was a dumpster fire of a day. <laughs> uh, it rained and rained and rained and rained and she refused to shoot a doe because she didn't want to shoot a girl deer. So, <laughs> I said, okay, baby, I don't want you to shoot one anyway. I want you to shoot what you want and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we went hunting and we, we sat there for hours and we brought snacks. We brought toys. We brought this, we brought that. And I was so proud of her. She, she did great. And a couple minutes before dark a little four point walked out and I said, baby, that's a, that's a boy deer. And she, she shot it and dropped it and I was, I was freaking out and I was losing it. And she had to look at me and grab me and say, Hey, Hey, calm down. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but no, I could tell. And, and I still to this day, like I, I know for a fact, whether she ends up being a great almighty hunter or not, uh, she will never forget that for the rest of her life. And, uh, she had a great time and it was something that I'll, I'll never forget, obviously, but, uh, it was the, uh, the drive for, to be a hunter or outdoorsman or, or outdoors woman is out there, uh, for sure. Still,
0: Hey, I love it, man. And I think that's a, you know, a great story to kind of wind it up for the night for us. Cause it's, it's been It's been a long time coming for a a lot of us to start realizing what we can do better at and i think that you guys are right on the same pathway as us um i can't wait to see what you guys do and, and hopefully we can we can get you guys over here to georgia to uh to to hang out in the studio and and see what see what it's all about y'all come over here and run some turkey calls with nick and y'all listen yeah, man. y'all can listen to, say, to me when,
3: when, <laughs> when we get off here i have to get your get y'all's information i'll send y'all some hats and some pot calls and get y'all i know it's over there but you know get y'all fitted up for next year at least
0: well, y'all definitely brought something to the table that I, I didn't realize was lacking, and whether whether this is y'all's first podcast or y'all's 50th, y'all have given Nick and I an opportunity to have a conversation with guys that it's going to be about, what, 112 episodes for us? A little more. A little more? A few more, yeah. So uh, 113, 114, somewhere around in there. And I'll say this, and I'm gonna say it on air that this has been one of the funnest ones we've done because we did just have a genuine conversation with two guys that are like minded like us, and I appreciate that, and, and I appreciate what y'all stand for, and continuing to grow things. So, I, man, I, we
3: appreciate y'all for having us, and yeah. this was a, you know, blasted, you know, just get to shoot, you know, what everybody says, just shoot the crap, you know, with, with you, and you know, just learn more about y'all, and you know, y'all's how y'all hunt and how y'all how y'all think about the industry and, you know, just grow from there. We'll see you guys. At,
1: sorry. Go ahead. I, I said, I was just going to say, we'll see you guys at the world deer expo. Correct.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll be there. Um, uh, we got a booth. We usually man, It's weird. Those, those summer shows are tough. Like I went uh, hard for a turkey huh? Yeah. Cause <laughs> so, I mean, you gotta think, you know, especially the world deer expo used to be the second weekend in July and now they've moved it to August. And it's funny because I'm actually getting married the week before that, and then the weekend after that, we're going to be spending our honeymoon at the good old Sheridan Hotel in Birmingham. <laughs> 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 I love
0: it. That is awesome. Well,
3: hey, but at least hey, the good thing is she she's supportive, and at least she was like, you know, we can schedule our honeymoon right after that. But no, um, you know, the summer shows they're tough for a turkey call business, but you know, you really know. You really know turkey hunters when you see them. I guess you can say, I, I hate to judge a book by its cover, but it's one of those like, you talk, it's good to talk turkey in the summer. It's good to, you know, we do usually, you know, we we, we come out on the plus and we have usually a good we usually show. We do all right.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah that's and right.
3: it's just, it's just one of those, it's one of those shows you do just because you love it. But for like, us, it, and, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but correct me if I'm wrong,
2: but for us, it, yeah, we do all right, but, that time of year, it's kind
3: of an end of the season. Everything's done as far as turkey. It's kind of a, just a fun thing for us. Oh, yeah. That, this is that show that we can kick back and not be stretched out. Like, NWTF from literally – we got there this year on Tuesday afternoon – Tuesday afternoon through Sunday morning, I was stressed out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I was. You might have talked to me, but you didn't talk to me. <laughs> talk to <you. laughs> I was stressed the whole time. In which, I mean, it, it's funny because like going in, going into day three of NWTF, you're just over here like, all right, we like, I want to. This is our goal. We need to hit this number. Like, we want to, you know, have this much in sales. Like, because it's just a three day grind. You have to have that mindset. And then we'll like turn around and shatter that number. Like this year we had a number going into Saturday and we doubled that number. And it's just, it's one of those, like, you're so stressed out, but at the end of the day you're relieved. But NWTF is just a different animal, but the summer shows are, are just fun to go and, you know, shoot the crap and hang out and then go, you know, go have a drink afterwards and talk to you buddies. And it's more of a relaxing show and I am looking forward to it.
0: This will be our first year having a booth at the, uh, the Alabama, show um we did the georgia show then we did nwtf in the spring and and then having the opportunity to go to the world deer expo is going to be something pretty special for us we we take that time as opportunity to meet new people and and build on relationships that we already have and I honestly you know I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in person and uh, you know just look for the long-haired skinny loudmouth redneck down there on the corner and talking to everybody you'll, you''ll know exactly where you're at <laughs> no,
3: you'll, you'll definitely have to come hang out with us and maybe we can do like a little mini show or a little Facebook live or something just to you know hang out and do a little bit you know touch base on some of the topics we hit on today
0: we have we'll have everything set up there um, for Can't sure wait yeah hey, i think
3: this is the beauty thing beautiful thing about this show is you can drive your trailer right up right up to your spot
0: I well if you get there on thursday
3: yeah yeah that's, uh, that's, that's, that's our that's
0: too. our problem we may not be there till till too late on thursday if we we don't know we ain't got our plans made out yet we got hey you guys bow hunters
3: yeah that's all we do so
0: we're um we're having a bow shoot and and i guess it's about as good a time as any to start talking about that we're having our um second annual talk about it outdoors bow shoot in in august um don't have the solidified date for sure yet but we're getting close to it so Hopefully it's something in a weekend maybe you guys can uh, can spin up and as come as, and see us. As
3: long as it ain't the last weekend in August, that's when we start. That's when our velvet season is in Tennessee.
1: Well, let me let, – let, let uh, More important
3: question, <laughs> as long as you boys are okay with getting whooped,
1: let, let me paint the picture <laughs> for this bow. This ain't going to be a normal bow shoot, you know. Some of the targets may be missing antlers or a head, or may have a may have a couple of thirty out of six holes in it. I mean, this is just going to be something fun we're going to do. It's, it's, let's be
0: realistic here. We're not we're not professional archers uh, by any stretch <laughs> that, of the imagination, it, uh, we, yeah. <laughs> but we, no, we, just, we, we like to we liked how fun we don't have a beer and, and sheer bows kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely be talking to you guys. We got a beer
1: can and, challenge at a hundred yards. Oh boy, talk about it! <laughs> Spend the money, put the pot out there. Let's get something going.
0: Well, if you haven't already, you know, uh, figured it out the the foot on the head guys. They're over on Instagram. They're putting out some amazing content. Go check them out. Um, their their continued success will be uh, it'll be something to watch because they are driven. Guys they are just like all all of our listeners here. I mean, they're very very down to earth and uh, we could sit around a campfire with them anytime and we'd be glad to do it so but you know we want to thank everyone for coming and listening to another edition and talk about it outdoors want to thank everyone continuing to support us over on everything go over and check out the kt team giveaway that's currently running Um, it's the knife made by rp scritchfield it's going to be ending at the end of the month Um, all proceeds go to benefit the kt team kt team that always messes me up but uh, we appreciate everyone for the support in it thus far. And uh, we want to invite you to come back and be with us again when you can. And remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, Mount the Memories. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base. And the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete Paving and, and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their workout on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need? Or is your construction site needing a dumpster? Give our buddy Tony at Georgia Junk and Dupst for rental a call. With services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs, Georgia Junk is here to help with any and all removal needs. If it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside, Tony and his team can surely assist. Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in
1: short order with Georgia Jones.